excuse me. You okay? Yeah, Don't just... live? I'm fine. I'm okay. Fine. Just, okay. Just asking. You sounded bad. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and then you pounded your chest like a gorilla. Oh, well, you know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So, uh... You okay? <laughs> Something tastes weird in my mouth. Gotcha. Like weird mouth taste. Eh. Gotcha. So welcome to Creature Crunch, (laughs) Uh, the podcast where we watch a monster movie and uh, try to crunch that guy down into a, you know, not a a 40 foot tall snake and uh, (laughs) and make it into some sort of digestible monster. (laughs) Hope we don't regurgitate this one all over. You tried. I I tried it and failed. (laughs) No, you didn't fail. You just tried. (laughs) Appreciate that. My name yeah. is Matt, and I'm the sneaky one. So, Chris, what are what are we watching this this time around? Well, this time we uh, watched Anaconda, Ooh, big old sneaky yeah. movie. We sure did. And uh, what 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 did we think? I mean, I know this one's a little bit. It has a nostalgia factor. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, it's definitely a fun set. Like it's yeah, like that's. I I remembered like I remembered enjoying it uh-huh. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered looking back on it and going, wow, what a terrible movie. Uh-huh. And then we watched it again and it was just like, you know what? It's not as terrible. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. But yeah. it's not, it's not bad. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is, it's a fun movie. It it's is, a very, very it's a fun, fun movie. movie. Um, when I first watched it, when I was, but a wee little me, uh, I was actually scared of it because sure. I, I had pretty severe aphidophobia as a kid. Okay. And this movie just, like, hit all of the right notes to make me piss myself in terror. I I can see that. And, like, now it's just like, okay, this is a really funny movie. Like, it's... Right. No, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I remembered enjoying it as a kid. Um, I also... I, I remember it being one of the movies that... You know, growing up being one of the movies that... Uh, one of the first movies that I actually sat back and was just like... You don't think that's true. <laughs> so You mean um, this movie isn't 100% scientifically accurate, Matt? You, Chris, I, I am afraid to tell you that, no, I think they took some liberties. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, uh, so, as of right now, uh, we watched it on Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, which is I, the, probably the easiest place you can find it. At the moment, it. probably, yeah. I, mean, um, I did see it for rent on amazon prime but yeah but if you have a hulu subscription go for that it's there without ads so may as well yeah. um i i honestly didn't do a whole lot of research into the history of the movie this time around um, it, it's kind of in kind of a weird place because like it's got some people who went on to become huge names or already good character actors and then the director did nothing <laughs> like it, which is bizarre i yeah, i thought the, the director came out of nowhere and like and was like okay back into your obscurity this is this was my one big shot i'm done i'm gonna go produce stuff forever <laughs> and like he's i guess a pretty big name in a telenovela production like in terms of producing those but never directed anything again maybe he was just he, he was, was done like, yeah, yeah i guess to follow your passion i suppose yeah um but yeah i mean we've got some big names in this movie like you said uh uh, we've got John Voight. We've got Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> we have lots of John Voight. Yes, yeah, so much John Voight. And and I'm going to be honest, this movie would not be anything, no. anything like, without John Voight. Uh, J-Lo gets top billing in this. The movie is about John Voight and Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very much so. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, 
John Voight is a delight in this yeah. movie. Just yeah. so much fun. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but we've also got uh, a very young Owen Wilson. Baby-faced Owen young, Wilson. Young, like he's about 12. <laughs> a, a wee boy. I, I had completely forgotten that yeah. he was even in this until... Until his uh, names hit the credits, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh yeah, <laughs> not like uh, in the top billing of the movie. Like he, he's just kind of there. I mean, this is because this is before he got real big, right? Yeah, this is like so. pretty much all of them. Like that's fair. J Lo had done in terms of like English Hollywood productions had done Selena before this. Uh, this may have been Ice Cube's first big role. He'd done you know a lot of, of music videos and a few documentaries and stuff like that. But I don't think he did any. Hollywood type stuff until this. I, I think it was this was probably my introduction to him. If yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. But Eric Stoltz and John Voight had had other movies before this. Right, like they're, they're character actors, so they show up a lot. Right. Um, and then there's Owen Wilson, and I don't know if this was his first or just nearly his first. Like I, I'm not that well versed in the career of Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. I, I'm. I should have looked this up, but yeah. uh, I did not. Um, yeah, this is his third movie. His third movie? His third, yeah, Bottle Rocket and The Cable Guy before this. Really? He was in The Cable Guy. Yeah, I totally spaced that. Uh, evidently. Uh, like, yeah. it's been forever since I've seen that movie, but... Yeah. Uh, he played uh, Robin's Date. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, he wasn't yeah. Even a, so, yeah, no, this was his first big, probably like, a bigger okay. role. <laughs> Playing a named character movie. Right, right. So, so yeah, Babyface. Yeah. And also, this it. is really important to note, uh, Frank Welker did the voice of the snake. Frank Wilker, you may know as the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo and Megatron from the Transformers, and among a million other things. He is the third highest grossing uh, film actor ever. And here he's voicing the snake. If like, I had known that going into this movie, I would have watched it with a completely different context. Yeah, yeah. So every time you hear one of those snakes roar or hiss or growl or make some other non-snaky noise, it's Fred from Scooby-Doo. Oh my goodness. That is it's really incredible. Good. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, we, we enjoyed the movie, um, and of course, uh, I mean, it's got that kind of I mean, it's it's a horror thriller action yeah. typical movie. It's a, it's a jump scare movie, like J- in very, a lot of ways. Yeah, jump scare movie for sure. Uh, kind of felt like a almost like a slasher movie. <laughs> kind of, um, yeah. Do we recommend it? I do. Yeah, I don't see why absolutely. not. Absolutely, <laughs> like I. I can't even really add a uh, caveat on this one. It's it's if you've got an afternoon to kill, it's a good background movie. Yeah, and and I I am just I fawn over John Voight in this movie John so Voight hard. Is so incredible in this movie. Um, like, if is, if for whatever wow. reason you haven't seen it already, definitely do yourself a mm-hmm. favor, check it out. Uh, but if uh, if you also haven't and want to continue listening, just be forewarned: there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about the plot, but, uh, <laughs> Such but as it is. I would I definitely recommend watching this movie if you haven't. So. Uh, so let's just jump right into yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, this was your movie, so was. take it away. I'll take the helm here. Um, we start out with a text crawl that is a bunch of big lies about anacondas. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> I definitely don't remember this. Um, maybe it's because when I was a kid, you know, it was like, ooh, reading text at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. I don't want to do that. This isn't Star Wars. Um, so I, I don't remember that. But it does say, like... Unique among snakes, they are not satisfied after the, after eating a victim. They will regurgitate their prey in order to kill and eat again. And I'm really glad I don't live in this movie's reality because that would make snakes just infinitely more terrifying. <laughs> like that is that is horrifying. Yeah. 
I mean, anacondas can regurgitate their their meals, but it's usually because there's a bigger threat in the area, and they they need to get they away. They need to get away and can't move that fast right, if they've right. got a whole caiman inside them. Right. Or like I can't imagine a, a reality where I have expended a bunch of energy and time and effort in catching something and eating and, and beginning to digest it. Something that is going to keep me satiated for months on yeah, end yeah. and just deciding to not have that anymore in order to kill something else. Like yeah, that is wild. And then, okay, now so, I gotta go eat this thing. Yeah, no, in this movie, snakes are just straight up serial killers. And I, yeah. and I have to implore, it says in the crawl unique among snakes. It is not saying that this is a unique trait amongst the giant anacondas. This is just snakes in general. <laughs> it, yeah, it's man. I, d- yeah. I don't get it. no. Like, th- this reality is terrifying. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> like with the exception of go swimming through the water. There is not a single thing that the anaconda does in this movie that is based in science. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Again, real science. This this movie lives in its own reality and yeah. it embraces it, it. It embraces it and uh, you know what? I'm here for it. So, um, so, so yeah, after our text crawl, we go to a debearded Danny Trejo uh, barricading himself on a boat. He's barricading himself on a boat. Uh, he fires at the camera a few times and often off camera a few times and starts climbing up to the top of it, starts yelling in Portuguese. The subtitles did not help me in this. Uh, it just <laughs> says Portuguese. Yeah. And then uh, after he is stranded at the mast of his boat, he offs himself to avoid being whatever. Yeah. At this point, I guess we don't know. We're not supposed to know that the Anaconda movie has an Anaconda, I guess. Yeah. I don't... Mm. It could be something else. It could be something else. One time it's a bore. <laughs> Spoilers, Chris. <laughs> We're jumping way ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So. So we go to uh, J-Lo and uh, other guy. What's his name? Eric Stoltz. And um, they are preparing to go on a expedition for, I believe, National Geographic. Did they ever actually I say didn't, that? I didn't. I never caught that okay, m- it's myself. Some na- it's like a nature. Yeah. And, and something that I'm going to preface, like, I in the previous episodes that I've that we've we've reviewed um mm-hmm. i have taken it upon myself to reference the characters as their character names in this movie i cannot bring it's... myself to do that because these are not like these are big name actors yeah, i do not so remember like... i do not remember most of their names their in game or their in game <laughs> i i don't remember names. their in movie yeah. names They're, with like, with it, few exceptions so J-Lo i will be is jlo ice cube is ice cube john void is john void and then there's Stephen Westridge, Mateo, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and Owen Wilson, <laughs> and Owen Wilson, exactly. So, just as a heads up, that I'm going to be interchanging those names. <laughs> it's hard not but, to. It's hard not to in this one. But, uh, but yeah, we're we're kind of introduced to their to their to our cast at this yeah, point, yeah. right? As they prepare to go down, it, they say it's the Amazon River, I believe. Like, yes, it, it yeah, is the yeah, Amazon River. For sure, yes. the Amazon, even though it's not filmed there, right? And I don't believe anacondas are there. Like, I, I think that's something that I have read See, in the past. Um, that anacondas um, there's there's South or uh, I don't know actually. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I, there's something that I've really been trying to kind of change in my own perception of movies mm-hmm. because I've always gone into movies with the natural of like, well, that's not realistic, mm-hmm. you know, humdrum. But now I'm I'm definitely changing my perception of 
understanding that this this reality is the movie's reality. Yeah, I guess so that's, that's kind of what I'm going with. Uh, so it doesn't matter if it's scientifically accurate. It doesn't matter if it's like physically possible, <laughs> geographically. It, yeah, exactly. It's in this in the context of the movie in this movie's universe. Yeah. These whatever happens is fact and, yeah. and truth. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm going with, and, and I think it's helping me come to terms with a lot of the uh, more questionable decisions that they make. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, but uh, our, our intrepid film crew is looking for the Shirashama tribe, the people of the mist, who apparently live on the Amazon River and are only speak, spoken of in legend and myth. Um, so we meet the rest of our crew. Uh, Ice Cube makes a joke about having a good day, because that was Ice Cube's song. Yep. Having a good day. Yep. A good day. Yep. 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 So yep. it's a joke. It's because Ice, Ice Cube is a rapper, gentlemen. Yeah, he does, he does the gentlemen. raps. Yes. He, he sings things, and he stars, and, and he's in movies now. He's in and TV shows. And TV shows. He, he's in SVU. He tells you about all the drugs that the kids are on. There you go. Um, the the film crew is kind of a ragtag bunch, you might say. They don't like each other. They, well, I mean, well, I don't know. They, they like each other. They don't like Westridge, who is there as, like... To be fair, he does, he does fill that, like, 90s role of... Uh, being a prim and proper snobby Englishman, yeah, type yeah, like there to be a foil. Well, and, exactly. I mean, yeah. you, you see that a lot in those he, in that the, era of movies. The, off, the outsider of the group. He's just he's there to do like the narration stuff like that. He's not a part of your typical film group. Right, right. But but you know he he does all of those cliches like yeah. He's got too much luggage and he's worried about clothes. He's and, golfing and off and of he's the golfing boat. off the yeah, boat and, and everything. He, so and the rest of the crew are drinking beers and he's you know sipping. Champagne, champagne and, and, and yeah. yeah and like fancy glasses and things yeah, oh yeah, yeah absolutely so things that like i don't know maybe maybe people like him exist in the real world i don't know i have to imagine they do we just don't deal with the upper crust that much man. right right <laughs> but again again in the context of this movie i mean this is the thing that happens so yeah. this is what your nature documentary uh hosts uh they're what they're like right right so right they don't apparently like nature <laughs> yeah really well, yeah, what the hell? Why is this guy doing this job? He doesn't seem to like it very much. He's probably got his own reasons, like student loans. And stuff. I don't know, <laughs> he man. <bought> a car. <laughs> <laughs> those, those golf clubs aren't going to pay for themselves. Yeah, right. So. Anyway, we start on our quest down the river. Um, Owen Wilson makes some off-color comments. Uh, I, I just put in my notes, Owen Wilson, don't be gross. Yeah. Uh, it gets better when you realize that the... Uh, the, the girl he's hitting on is actually his girlfriend in the movie. So it's yeah. like, okay, that, that makes it a little bit better. It's still like, Owen dude, Wilson, there's a time and place. He isn't great in this movie. Like, he's kind yeah. of gross. Like, yeah, I don't and, like him. Oh, then again, I don't, I don't know. Like, I like Owen Wilson just fine. Mm -hmm. uh, especially in some of more his more recent things. Right, right. But, like, when he does start making sexual jokes, it very much screams sex offender to me. Like, it, Well, especially in this where, like, they were trying to play him as, like, a budding bad guy, a budding villain, like, kind almost. Of. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't really work for Owen Wilson unless you really lean into it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's got that, like... Especially here where he's got a baby, baby face. He, right, right. I mean, he already has that kind of, like, teddy bear charm. Yeah, yeah. So, that, like, it, oh, gosh. Like, yeah, it doesn't really work in the con in, in this movie, but... And yeah, I don't so, think we get a single wow from him. You know what? I don't think we do. Yeah. I, I don't remember any. So that's that's... Like his, Another, one of his first movies and his most recent work in uh, Wanda or yeah. in, uh, in in uh, Loki. Loki, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he does 
doesn't wow in. Nope. All right. So we, the crew gets caught in a storm, uh, causing them to find a random John Voight. Yeah, wild John Voight appears. Yeah, yeah. His boat's been wrecked, and he's marooned, uh, so they bring him up on on their boat, and, so and they can drop him off to the next village. And all I have to say is, thank God for John Voight in this movie. Oh, like, he, I can't stress enough yeah. how much fun he is in this it, movie. Like, I can't imagine anyone else in that role and having this movie be worth watching at all. Oh my God, the, the mugs he makes for the camera, oh, the, Jesus, the faces, yeah. like, oh, it is just... Those giant eyes that just like pops in one frame and then oh. they're gone. <laughs> Oh my god, the, the, the slightly parted lips so you can see parts of his teeth and his eyes are squinting. Yeah, the fact that he 100% the, uh, wants to fuck a snake in this movie. <laughs> no, it's just, oh, mm, chef's kiss, I love yeah, it. Yeah, oh he's god, he's so, so good. good. So good, yeah. Uh, Mateo doesn't, Mateo, the pilot of the boat, doesn't trust John Voight straight off, like, just gives him dirty looks. <laughs> yeah. Which is not unwarranted. I don't understand. No, I don't get that. You know, John Voight's just doing what he needs to do. He's, he's stranded. He's at his, he's at a down point in his day. I mean, come <laughs> on, people. Give, day for John give him, give him the benefit of the doubt, people. He's clearly okay and on the level. <laughs> John Voight starts, I'm, I'm not even going to call him like, his John Voight. <laughs> yeah, like his character's like, name is like Paul something or other. Uh, Sereno? S- something Sereno? like that. Sereno. I don't care. He's John Voight. Yeah. That, yeah he's, seriously. No, he's not Paul. He's John. Get it right. Well, he's people. not even John. He's John Voight. Well, you, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse like. <laughs> right, right, right. So, it's impossible not to refer to everyone in this movie by their full Christian name. <laughs> I mean, that goes to that goes to with most actors, but yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> John Voight, like, pulls his weight by doing some spear fishing. I really hope those were fake fish. They I don't know. I, I didn't pay too much attention. Like, I, I hope that they didn't just murder a bunch of fish doing 12 takes of this scene. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Um, we get some background on Joan Voight's character, more so than we get on any other character in the movie. Which is interesting, it's but a, I mean, yeah. then again, they know who's the star. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was a priest who left seminary to make his business snakes. He's in the snake business. He's, he's in the snake business. He's all up in the snake yeah, business. Yeah, like... And if you imply that he stopped being a priest because he's a failed priest, he gets mad. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't appreciate. No, that. no, no. You don't appreciate. Like he doesn't appreciate the implication that he he failed at anything. So don't do that. Uh, he does, however, know about the tribe that the crew is looking for. He knows where they can be found. Knows legends about them. How like, convenient. Yeah, very convenient. See? Almost they, too convenient. No, no, no. They just need to trust this man. He's got all the answers. Yeah. So we drop to uh, that night, and um, Owen Wilson and Denise uh, look at the fireflies for a bit, and we get some really awkward dialogue from Mr. Wilson. Was it Wilson? I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Stoltz's character. Was it Stoltz? Who, yeah, I thought it was Stoltz remember. who said that. Yeah, it was. It, it was because he, because he just, he just straight up describes flashing f- like the females with a series of short, dainty, feminine little flashes, about eight per second. Males respond with a series of long, drawn-out manly flashes. I mean, the I John Voight wants to fuck a snake, and Eric Stoltz wants to fuck a firefly. It's, that's what I'm getting. That's just, what I'm getting. I all I could, Stoltz, quit trying to like project your 
senses of gender on these on fireflies please this is just anyway like i I do have to say that eric stoltz and j-lo are pretty cute in this movie yeah no they're they're very enjoyable stoltz isn't around a whole lot like not as much as i remembered for sure like he he gets taken out pretty fast and then he's only back at the end of the movie but spoilers but him and j-lo are are really cute together no they they are they are they make a a nice couple Mm -hmm. Um, and i mean that's just that's kind of it. Like, most of the acting, save for, uh, you know, Owen Wilson, um, most of the acting is <laughs> yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, you're right. Like, like you know, a little over the top at times. <laughs> Voight. <clears throat> well, but, yeah, but that's why he's there. I like, know, he's so much fun. I'm so like, glad. That is not a flaw. That is a feature. <laughs> but No, everybody, everybody in the movie is charming in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get our first, like, big scene of the snake. As it eats a panther, yeah, it was a panther, jungle cat of some kind, mm-hmm. and then just leaves its eyeball. Yeah, it didn't. Fi- there, it did not uh, finish its eyeball. And I, I is the implication when the the snake squeezed the the cat, its eyeball just popped out and it left it there, or what? That's like with because that's almost cartoonish. <laughs> it is insanely cartoonish. Like it's supposed to be horrifying. It's not. It's also not a great effect. Like, it's not. It looks like a glass eye with maybe a little viscera just kind of stuck to yeah. it. It doesn't look like an eyeball that had popped out. I mean, but given like future knowledge, future information in the movie, that's probably the implication is that its eye popped out when the, the snake yeah. crushed it. They they almost try to shoehorn information like that later on that well, it, doesn't really it, It's out. one of those things where we don't need to be told what an anaconda does. Like, that's a known... Creature. Right, like that's we know what anacondas do. Mm-hmm. Even if in this they don't act like real anacondas do, we know what anacondas do. We don't right. need to be told that they do a squeeze on a man. Right, right, or whatever. But or well, whatever the thing is, the thing is, uh, since you're invoking that, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, anacondas don't so much squeeze to crush their their prey; they squeeze to make the prey not be able to breathe. Right, right. So, like, so squeezing to you know pop an eyeball out or yeah. powder bones or whatever is yeah i mean it, it, to be to be fair to me it's what it, it separates these anacondas from real snakes to yeah. monsters but i don't know it just it, it does not like maybe maybe if they had added a cartoony sound effect like a <laughs> yeah something like that it would have maybe <laughs> i would have appreciated it more for sure but uh or if like they the crew would have found the eyeball and just been like, why is there a random eyeball out here? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, a, it's a, it's a weird little scene. It's very strange. It's a bizarre setup for, for the snake when we actually have a better one later on, like in a couple scenes here. Well, that, and we also had one at the beginning of the movie right, to a degree. Right, so right. I don't know. It, it, it seemed weird and pointless, but whatever. <laughs> they just really wanted to kill that cat. I guess so. <laughs> Fuck that cat. So we get some more uh, time with our crew. Uh, Ice Cube and Westridge uh, threaten to kill each other over the radio. Like, damn near coming to blows. Ice Cube pulls a knife on him. (laughs) Yeah, like, they've been on the river for a day? Like, like, yeah, a little over a day at this point. So. And they are already fed up with each other. Yeah, like, having your cameraman and your host about ready to kill each other on day one is... That's not great. Yeah, that bodes poorly for your documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... The crew and their John Voight find giant snake totems. Uh, Voight tells them that they belong to the uh, Shirashama people and that there's a tributary they can take off that way that will lead them to the Shirashama. 
Yeah, and and Voight gives a, like does a lot of like lore dropping. Yeah, and he says that they're like protected by warrior snakes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's at that point just describing his latest D and D campaign. Something, man. Like so, like yeah. it's just okay. Like they keep calling the Shir Shirsama and the people of the mist and stuff like that. Are we sure they're not just Yonti? See, that's they they have to be. Yeah, like yeah. they actually have to be. Um, and like. All through this thing, we are given severe hints that John Voight is, in fact, the villain of the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well. Perfectly outstanding guy. I mean, no, I don't the, know what, like, I I am I'm pretty used to the hero of the movie being lit by, like, from below yeah, and very yeah, ominous light. Under his eyes yeah, and, no, like, that's a that's a standard trope, I I thought. Yeah. He's, the, he's the good guy. The crew decides not to take John Voight's tributary shortcut and instead continue on the route they were going. Uh, this will prove to be their downfall. Maybe. They probably would have died faster if they went the other way. Yeah, probably. Uh, Owen Wilson and Denise go off by themselves to record some ambient night noises and also to fuck. Yep. And then we're reminded that this movie was made in the era where the killer is summoned by sex. Summoned by sex, yes, yes, yes. Uh, except... Instead of summoning a giant snake, they instead summon a giant boar. A boar-shaped snake. A boar! <laughs> Some kind of weird boar snake. <laughs> See, that would have been something. <laughs> I've seen fantasy movies with tusked snakes before. It could have been one of those. But no, it's it's just a boar now. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Uh, John Voight kills the boar, and uh, Ice Cube is shocked to discover that people eat pig. Ice Cube learns where bacon comes from. Yeah. Um, and then we jump to the next scene where the boat... Is it like the anchor? Is that what it is? Like, what catches in the motor? Rope. Or the propeller. It's rope. It's yeah. rope. <laughs> why, why do they have just rope trailing after them? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Rope, boat. Boat, rope. Boat, 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 rope. Rope, rope, rope. Rope, rope. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Because we're idiots. Yeah. Anyway. No, their their boat rope gets caught in the uh, in the propeller. Yep. As you do. So they got to uh, jump in there and cut that rope loose. And and at this point, Stoltz reminds us that nature is absolutely terrifying. We get a little bit on the dreaded candiru, a naughty little fish with a chance for swimming up a person's urethra to feed on the damaged tissue of the ruined mass of flesh you once called your penis. But yeah, um, Stoltz is uh, told us to fear the candiru. And then he dives into the water, um, and John Voight just gives J-Lo the worst possible face. <laughs> he does a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, but, this, yeah. Uh, he gets entangled in something in the water and starts to choke. And then we the movie reminds Stoltz that nature is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, um... Owen Wilson and Ice Cube pull him back up onto the boat, and he's got a giant wasp shoved in his throat. Yep. I don't know how a wasp got in his throat under the water. So my, I, I thought maybe they'd mentioned it later in the movie, and uh, Voight does have a lot, like a, a a line, not even a throwaway line, but he does have a line indicating that he was responsible for it. I, I assumed it was in the scuba gear. Like it was in the snorkel. Think so? Okay. That's that was what my assumption okay. was. Okay. See, I when he gives that line later, I thought he was just like 
trying to play off Jay like, oh, you're blaming me for everything. Why don't you blame me for the fact that he inhaled a wasp or something like that? No, I think he was, well, he was yeah. being very boastful and okay. he was probably just trying to get Stoltz out of the way. Okay. I don't know. That's, that's the implication that I always got. Okay. I thought, I could have swore, like, I remember being confused when I first watched it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like, when I, when I was watching this movie, I was just like, oh yeah, isn't there something in his, in his face mask, in his snorkel or something? Okay. But they don't ever explain that in the movie, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I wonder if it's a cut scene or something. Like I know there's an alternate cut of this movie. It's a possibility, but but I mean that's the only thing that makes sense to me because yeah, yeah I don't know how else that wasp would have gotten in his mouth underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, and then the movie uh, taught young me what a tracheotomy trache- no, taught trache- me what a tracheometer tracheotomy tracheotomy rats. Yeah. Oh my God! Why can I not say that? I word? don't know. <laughs> this movie taught young me. What a tracheotomy was. <laughs> See, it's not the word tracheotomy that you're having problems with. I know, it's right? continuing it's the, the sentence it's the, after it's it. The, this movie taught me... Yeah, you fucked up already. <laughs> Want to go for take four? I think this might stay in the, in the cut. Yeah, uh, come on. This, this movie taught young me what a tracheotomy was. Oh what? my god, I okay. can do it. <laughs> take five, take five. You gotta keep going. I'm gonna call it to I'm holding your goddamn feet to the fire on this one. Yes? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a breath. Compose yourself. Just. <sighs> All right. I gotta get my. F- mm, yeah. You know, we gotta yeah. get my motivation. This movie taught young me what a tracheotomy was. Hey. Ah, yeah. hey did the thing. Champagne pop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. That <laughs> was. Oh, that was hard, guys. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I need to lay down. So John Voight pokes uh, Eric Stoltz in the throat, and then. Um, we determine that we got to get Eric Stoltz to a hospital. He's out of the danger zone right now, but he's not in good shape. Nope. Uh, the radio on the boat is broken. I assume this is also further John Voight sabotage. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm beginning to think that he isn't actually the hero of this movie, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Uh, John Voight once again brings up his alternate tributary route and says that it'll bring them to uh, another village faster where they can get transport to a hospital. Mm-hmm. He just may be lying about this. Like, it, he's probably not being super truthful. We don't know that yet. We do know that. <laughs> so, they backtrack a bit to the tributary, and it is blocked by a huge gate. And, uh, and I, I honestly, like, as much as I love John Voight, I could go a long time in my life to not see him mouth fondle a mango again. You can eat a peach for hours. Oh, it was... Like, I love him in this movie, but that was not pleasant. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Yep. Uh, John Voight shows how he's going to get the skate open with his big dynamite-shaped keys. And uh, Owen Wilson is very excited by the fact that John Voight has dynamite. Like, that's... I would be, too. Um, yeah. let's, let's be honest. Yeah. It's like, he, he pulls out that dynamite, and I'd be like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Denise doesn't want to blow it up because it might damage the wildlife, and they're here to record things they're not here to explode get, things explode things yeah yeah i don't know what i don't know what her problem is you can have best of both worlds at this point but not right now <laughs> you could blow it up and film it being blown up um owen wilson and john Voigt go to blow up the uh, the wall and owen wilson is very nearly snaked it's very close snaking yeah and you get you, you and this is just in one of those scenes that just really exemplifies the other aspect like John Voight is so much fun because of the mugs he makes, but he's also super fun with the delivery and his lines. Yeah. It's just... There's something down there. That's right. 
I really mean it. I really mean it too. But yeah, John Voight is just super good in this yep, movie. Yep. And then uh, Owen Wilson and John Voight blow up the gate, and we get the first scene that really triggered my aphidophobia as a kid. As it rains snakes. There are snakes everywhere. There are so many snakes, just, you could fill the Great Lakes with snakes. There's a lot of snakes. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure the gate was just made of snakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just weren't moving. Yep. Um, we get snakes of all shapes and sizes. They're supposed to all be baby anacondas. That's what Voight says. And but they're not. <laughs> well, no, not even a little bit. Um, but again, in the context of the movie, it's like, you, you start getting the breakdown of, like, even the movie's logic, because uh, as as I, I was reading online, it's like, if these are baby of these baby versions of the giant anaconda, and Voight's plan is to capture the anaconda alive, right. why not just take a fistful of these guys yeah, and put them raise, in a cooler and... Yeah, raise them to maturity, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you are very, very rich, but I, guess, I don't know. I guess his theory is that these giant anacondas are... It's rare for a baby anaconda to grow to the size of these giant ones. That would, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it, he wants to make sure he gets a big old one. Yeah, that, okay. You know what? Okay. But, like, even that is... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just... I think he wants to wrestle a snake, and yeah. like you were he saying... He wants to fuck a snake. There you go. Um, like, but that he is does, his goal in this movie. But he he's still trying to be, like, sinister and and creepy, and he, he <laughs> well, he's straight up... baby snakes And he boat. straight up calls a baby... A tiny baby snake lethal. So young. I guess so lethal. Get me off me. Yeah, as it bites... Westridge's uh, finger. finger. Yeah. yeah. And you got this little CGI snake just... Yeah, and I don't know why Westridge can't take it off himself, but... Because he's a pansy. Like, yeah. that's his entire thing. He, he's, that's fair, but I don't know. He's the, the, the pansy boy to uh, Ice Cube and John Voight's Manly Men. So, but, I mean, based off of his reactions and Voight's line delivery, I am led to believe that if they did not remove the tiny baby snake from his finger, uh -huh. it would have eaten him. Yeah. Just Somehow. Straight through, just straight through. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Death by a thousand bites. Uh, there the... is a secondary problem with this in that during the explosion, all of the boat's fuel has gone into the river. And everybody knows that once a drum of fuel hits the water, it belongs to yeah, the snakes. Yeah, now. it's not theirs anymore. Like yeah. They don't own that, that fuel anymore. The boats are going to use it to file, like fill up their fan boats and go cruising. Yeah, it's just another one of those scenes where, like, as a kid and growing up and it's like you watch this movie without thinking. You're like, oh, of course, the rest of them fell overboard. They only have one left. But like watching it, yeah, yeah. Recently, it was they're just like anchored. Why don't they just get them? Yeah, they're, they're anchored. <laughs> There's like not a whole lot of movement here, other than the movement from the explosion. Mm -hmm. But even at that, the barrels are not far away. They like, couldn't you can see them. Like, they couldn't possibly be right. Like yeah, and, and it's not like these people don't want to get wet because like they start jumping into the water to get more fuel pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's just, like I said, the, the drums belong to the snakes now. Yep. Uh, they continue down this now open tributary, and they come across the Trejo boat. And uh, decide to raid it for fuel, since their fuel now belongs to snakes. Uh, I don't think they considered the fact that maybe this fuel also belongs to the snakes. Well, it's not touching the water. Yet. Yeah, exactly. they yeah. got to get to it before it does. Okay. Uh, and Then again, maybe the snakes already claimed it, because they don't find yeah. any there. Yeah, they, they do not find any fuel. John Voigt finds a newspaper clipping uh, with him and Danny Trejo, and we are we now know that the two of them were partners. Mm -hmm. uh, Voigt busts open a chest, and it's full of tubes, 
and uh, snakeskin and I don't others. know, just stuff. I, like I think it, it, it's definitely got the the anaconda skin. Right, and I think it's also got like the trank rifle in it, and that sort it, of does, stuff. it does have the trank rifle. I remember yeah. specifically seeing that. But it's, it just looks I think like a it's, bunch of tubes. I think it's just his. It's his snake hunting kit. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. is what it is. And you know, there's a fully deployable snake trawling crane in there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I definitely, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> um, so we find out that the snake is watching Ice Cube and is going to maybe chomp on him. Uh, instead, we have a very clumsy Mateo, who, like, smacks around, nearly falls into a hole, and, like, <laughs> goes staggering off the boat with a pair of women's underpants on his head. And... Yeah, no, what we what, what was not, like, the cut scene was him just getting absolute shit-faced on the way to this I, boat. It almost had to be, because he is, like, staggering around. Yeah, he's not doing great. Like, it would have made sense if, like, John Voight would have pushed him in the water or something like that, because he does take credit for that later, too, where he's like, ah, I, you know... Mm-hmm. When Mateo fell in the water, I took that too, and he didn't though. No, <laughs> and that was just Mateo falling off a boat. <laughs> yeah, and as like as soon as he hits the water, he is snaked. Yeah, and then we we get our first real good uh, CGI snake, and now, by real good, like I hope you're putting quotes <laughs> around that and like a bunch of asterisks, man. Because yeah, I, I read that uh, apparently the CGI in this film uh, cost the studio a hundred thousand dollars per second. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, I hope they kept the receipt. <laughs> and on top of that, they had two giant animatronic snakes. Mm-hmm. A 40 foot and a 25 foot. Right. And those look good. They look really, really good. When they really show up, those look good. Like no, the, the effects on the snakes, the practical effects to the surprise of nobody, look yeah. fantastic. Like the, um, but the, the big snake, the, the queen snake, was actually displayed in a museum of science, uh, and effects, like mm-hmm. mu- movie effects, right. for like a long time. And they had it peeled back so you could see the ar- armature under it. And like, it's an actual really good effect. It is. And it when they use it, it looks is. good. And even when they use the CGI to enhance how it looks, it looks good. Yep. But when they decide to just straight up draw a snake in, it, it, it doesn't look, look good. great. Yeah, I it mean, hasn't aged well. And it's it's only, fortunately, on the scenes where the snake grabs right. grabs dudes. And I noticed uh, whenever the snake grabs dudes, it's always by the face. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason. but So you can see who it is. No, no, no. no. It, the snake grabs their face, though. Oh, so you know, it, it grabs their face and then and wraps around it. So, but, um, but well, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. The snake wants to, eat. whatever, doesn't matter. But, uh, but no, they they use that the the CGI snake, and I mean, I get it. They're not going to get an animatronic to move that swiftly right, or that, that intricately and, on yeah, an yeah. actor, uh, at least without endangering the actor severely. From what I understand, at one point, one of the animatronic snakes did malfunction and like actually hurt JLo pretty bad. Oh, so we got a we almost have a like that that scene from Bob's Burgers with the giant animatronic Correct. shark kind of moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I don't terrifying. I don't know if it was like it thrashed and hit her, or if it was an electrical problem, or she got cut on it or something. Like, I I don't know the details. It could I be just, any number of yeah, those things, yeah. to be honest. But but yeah, I mean the the point is animatronics look amazing. CGI mm-hmm. not so great. Yeah, yeah. So and then and mm-hmm. then oh, I also had this note that like. The snake grabs, and I don't, it, we don't see this in any other scene. We don't see this in any other snake kill. But the snake grabs Nateo by the face, mm-hmm. wraps him up, mm-hmm. and then it just straight up snaps his neck like an action movie hero. Right, right. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely see the snake, like, break bones, and it's just, like, 
when John Boyd is describing what an anaconda does. Right, right. It's usually just says. crushing it. But no, this snake makes a point to try to yeah, twist his head around. Yeah, it snaps his neck like he's <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger infiltrating a boat or something. It's hilarious. It's it's amazing. So Ice Cube goes back to look for Mateo, but just finds his flashlight. Uh, we definitely get some more scenes where John Boyd is intent on fucking the snake. Yeah, he drops some real dope facts about anacondas. That um, are true. <laughs> th- no, these are absolutely true. They're perfect killing machines. They are the perfect killing machine. They can sense I that heat. Was the alien. They s- different movie. Oh, and that's the perfect organism, Chris. Oh, damn it! You're yeah, right. No, if if you if you get if you want like the ultimate monster, you get a xenomorph face hugging a anaconda <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they sense heat. They snap your bones. They make your veins explode because yeah. they squeeze you so tight. Um, and apparently they give you a nasty scar on your face for some reason. I, like, like J-Lo <laughs> says that snakes don't attack or eat people. Yeah, they don't, they don't kill John people. John Boyd is like, oh, don't they? Yeah, and <laughs> like, he, he just gestures to the scar on his face. It's like, I don't... I, I don't get it, Did man. you get eaten by a... What happened there? <laughs> did you get partially eaten? Mr. Voight, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be like his... his uh, Quint from Jaws moment where it's like uh-huh. a snake gave me this wound, but like he actually I, describes how the, the shark did it, and John Voight doesn't. Like no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, my assumption is that the snake will, like had to wield like a, a knife or something, yeah, like a and, machete. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> it, it's very weird. To be fair, I guess his scar doesn't look like a cutting scar. It's more like a. I, it almost looks like a chemical burn. That's but, what I was thinking. Like, did the snake just try to turn him into Two Face? I don't. <laughs> John Voight was like on the stand like going against the snake and the snake just threw acid at him (laughs) I don't understand and even then it's like no the snake didn't try to eat you the snake tried to burn your face off man (laughs) yeah I don't I don't understand it but hey you know what whatever whatever John John Voight yeah John Voight John Voight yep yep John Voight the crew decides to wait around until morning in case Mateo stumbles back to the boat he doesn't because he's and, inside a snake. Yeah, and, and Westridge is not happy about this. No, he's pissed. And he, he and uh, J-Lo get into an argument, and J-Lo says, like, just go into your cabin and lock the door. And yeah. then and then somebody says, like a bad boy. Just go into your cabin and lock the door. Like a bad boy. All right, all right. I don't know who. I thought it was Westridge who said that. Like, Maybe. He was like, oh, you're watched, me in my room like a bad boy. I watched this scene like eight times yeah. trying to figure it out. The, the subtitles do not credit anybody. I do not see Westridge's yeah. vo- like lips move. It may have been his voice, but it was in a completely yeah. different tone than the rest of everything he says. Yeah. So I don't know who the fuck said this, but I love that line. That's it like is the- incredible. Incredible. At the exact same time, we also get an amazing line read from John Voight. Don't make me out a monster. I didn't eat the Captain Mateo. <laughs> yes. It's like... Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I almost put that in my notes as well because it was... That's a great line read. Oh, it's so good. I mean, oh, I just want to encapsulate everything that John Voight says and does in this movie. Yeah, like... and Play it on repeat in my brain forever. I will be. I will die a happy man. Oh man! Like it's very good. It's very, very, very good. Oh, during the night, Owen Wilson teams up with John Voight to try and capture the snake alive. Uh, so Owen Wilson is falling to the dark side. Yeah, there's a scene where he's looking through this, like one of the John Voight's like 
snake hunting journals, so snake diaries, <laughs> and there's a picture, like a drawing of a of a snake muzzle. Yeah, and it's like because everybody knows that the most dangerous aspect of a constrictor is its bite. Yeah, there's some <laughs> there's some really great pictures in that little fucking Tijuana Bible that they. Have. <laughs> Like that that dude that's in the pose from like a 1950s Manly Men Adventure <laughs> magazine where he's just like holding the knife back and going towards the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. I I only caught the the snake muscle because that yeah. that tickled me. But oh man, I might have to watch that scene again a little it, bit. It, but. There's some really good pictures on there, and then there's like a lot of notes about snakes. It's just, it's a little Tijuana Bible about <laughs> why John Boyd wants to fuck a snake. <laughs> Uh, so they shoot a monkey to use as bait for the, the anaconda. Voight has now taken complete control of the boat. Yeah, like, with with Owen Wilson's help. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson gives this little speech about how it's the logical move, and he decides that the logical move is to trust the man who won't help them unconditionally. Yeah, yeah. Like, like We're it, out here by ourselves, and yeah, he knows how to... Yeah, we need, save us. <laughs> we need to help him catch the snake because then and only then will he get us back to the hospital. That's yeah. common sense. It's yeah. like, wow. Not Owen just Wilson. let's throw John Voight off the boat and go on our way. Yeah, like let's let's find our way our own. No, it's let's trust this man who wants to catch her, catch the big the big screamy snake, uh, and uh, and then and only then will yeah. he help them. Yep. 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 By the way, the snake screams a lot. The snake screams so much well, in this movie. I mean, Frank Walker had to earn his paycheck. I guess so. Like, <laughs> oh man! Like people always say, how it's funny that the jaw, like the shark and jaws, roared. Yeah, this snake is just screams the entire time. Yeah, anytime so. it's on camera. Yep, basically, and not eating something. Yep. Um, so now we have Owen Wilson and John Voigt, like, trolling the river for the, the anaconda. They're snake fishing. Yeah, I don't know why this boat had a anaconda-sized fishing, like, yeah, line I meant, on it. Yeah, I meant I, to go back and look at earlier scenes, because I don't think it's there. I, from what they, like, putting this and a later scene together, I think it's the winch. That they use to like pull themselves off oh, the rocks that, and ship. That would make sense. But they're using it as a fishing rod to catch the anaconda, right. and there's a dead monkey at the end. Yeah, so it's either it's either the wench, or it was in collapsed that, in, in that trunk. Yeah. yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah, or maybe he had some like gear in there that could modify the winch to be a fishing rod or something. I I don't know. John Boyd's <laughs> magic. I mean, he's a, he's an expert snake hunter. He yeah, snakes stuff. are his business and his lovers. Yep. So they, uh, John Voight ends up catching the anaconda on the rod. Uh, Westridge and Owen Williams try to blind the snake using the boat's lights. It thrashes about like crazy. At the moment, uh, Ice Cube goes to stab John Voight, but the snake tail whips him. It's super yeah, effective. The, the snake uses its tail to like sweep everybody off their yeah. feet on the deck. Which, I don't know, I just, I just made that note. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's intentional. I think it's just because it was, you know, on a hook. And was very upset about this fact. I have uh, I have opinions that disagree, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, the snake barfs the monkey directly into Westridge's face. Yep, just spits this it right out. This very damp, half-digested monkey right into... Yeah. Yeah. That was gross. Yep. 
And it's in slow motion, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the snake goes after J-Lo, chasing her into the cabin, and John Voight tranks it. Or, like, shoots it with the tranquilizer dart. Yep, right in its mouth. Right in its mouth. Uh, Denise falls into the water, and Owen Wilson goes after her, and so does the snake. Yeah. And then Owen Wilson is snaked. Yeah, it just, it just it gets him. It gets by, him. By Owen Wilson. By Owen Wilson. We flash forward a little bit, and John Voight is giving Owen Wilson last rites, and just in case you forgot he was a priest in a former life. And he's so snarky about oh, it. Oh, like, God. Like, so he, deliciously sarcastic. Yeah, he does this last rites bit, like, two times in the movie, and both times he is just super snide about it. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's a, very good. It's a work of genius. Yeah. <laughs> May the souls of the faithful depart. Through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. Now depart with the spirit of God. Westridge. The scene ends with the snake swimming by with a Owen Wilson-shaped bulge in it. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Their money shot. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Whoo. It's really good. <laughs> so. At this point, the crew decides to uh, strike back against Voight and try and take their ship back. J-Lo attempts to seduce John Voight. John Voight is confused because she is not a snake. Yeah. <laughs> but then but then J-Lo is attacked by a John Voight-shaped snake. As yeah. he just, he mouth, he mouth faces her. <laughs> it's the grossest kissing scene I've seen in a while. It's pretty He's uncomfortable. He's just like trying to inhale her nose. It's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, and then and then like Ice Cube comes in up from behind with and a he, knife. Yeah, and and Voight's like, "Aha! I, I, you thought I was stupid? You know, I was yeah. planning on it." And then he goes in for another like he goes in for another hard kiss. kiss. On J -Lo. It's like, "Whoa, okay." Like, Dude. <laughs> and then Westridge just clubs it in the back of the head. Yep, yep. it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Love the scene. It was great. It's a it's a good after scene. <laughs> it's it's a good scene. It's very uncomfortable, but it's yeah. also a good scene because again, you get more John Voight. Yeah, and I then mean, you get people beating the shit out of John Voight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next morning. J-Lo goes to talk to the tied-up John Voight and, like, confront him about all the shit he's done. He takes claim for everything, whether I, he did it or not. Yeah, that's, this is where he, he makes yeah. the comment. He's like, don't forget about the loss. But yeah. after she lays out everything he's done, and, and she, yeah. she decks him in the face for it. She has a mean right hook. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she really gets him. But, like, it's at this point that I'm pretty sure that John Voight was straight up paid for each unique, like, mugshot he could oh, give. Like, man. Man, he... he <laughs> oh god there's got to be a video that's just a collection of john voight's faces from oh absolutely because i, I guarantee incredible. it if there isn't has, then there needs to be get on that internet he has such an expressive face uh -huh. it's like so it's, good in this movie oh it's the best yeah yeah uh after their attack on john voight ice cube and westridge are getting along like swimmingly at this point they're discussing how to drive the boat, and Westridge is like, Hey, Ice Cube, why don't you come over here and drive the boat for a bit? And Ice Cube's like, Heck yeah, I'll do that, we'll get back to L.A. They had a they had a character arc off screen. <laughs> it involved pummeling John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just, it brought them together like brothers. Yeah, really. <laughs> but the problem is, as soon as Ice Cube starts driving that boat, he crashes it. <laughs> I mean, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it gets it, like, stuck on some rocks, I think that is. Yeah, though they, or, they, like, they were admiring... Shallows. Yeah, it's, it's like this this rock that's very slightly, like, kind of out, right. rising out or of the water. It might have even been, like, tree roots or something like that. It, it was a rock. It was, was a rock. rock. Okay. And, but, like, they were all distracted because but the, the waterfall. beautiful waterfall. Yeah, I mean, it's it was the waterfall a... from the legend about the people of the mist. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I did not yeah, put yeah. two and two together um, there. Yeah, John Voight, 
like when they first found the tributary was talking about there's this waterfall and they worship snakes there and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, but... yeah. so it's it's the one from John Voight's legend. Um so the crew decides to try and winch the boat out, uh, which does require them to get back in the water. Something that they are none too thrilled about. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. So JLo and Ice Cube go to do one side of the winch, while Westridge goes to do the other one. Um, you can kind of see what's going to happen here. Yeah, but Westridge... Based on the fact that I am calling two of the cast members by their real names and the other one Westridge. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Westridge makes a comment that uh, makes me think about his scrotum, and I really I, don't yeah, want to think he, about his scrotum. Yeah, he jumps in the water, and he's like, oh, the last time I was in the water like this, I had leeches all over my scrotum. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. no, no, please. But what were you doing? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and weren't you just in the water not that long ago? What, what happened off scene? <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I don't think he was ever in the water. Was before. he not? No, I, I guess not. I no, guess he, not. He's the only one who hasn't been in the water at he, this he, point. He stayed dry up until this point. Jeez, man. So while the others are off, like prepping the boat to be winched, Denise goes to kill John Voigt uh, for his part in the demise of Owen Wilson. I believe. Yeah, I get her motivation is yeah, very, yeah. very well justified. Uh, and she grabs... Is that Ice Cube's knife? or No, it's just a It was like knife. a kitchen knife. Yeah, yeah, it's like a steak knife. <laughs> yeah, it was a really gross-looking steak knife. Yeah, yeah. And John Voight, like, psychs her out by telling her, like, don't look in the eyes of someone you want to kill. It'll haunt you forever. And she can't quite pull the trigger fast enough. He sweeps the legs, grabs her around the neck, and chokes her out. With his legs. With his legs, yeah. And then just kicks her into the water, grabs the knife, and starts cutting himself loose. Yep. And while he's doing this, he gives her last rites. Well, he's he is a priest. He was got, a priest. Old habits die hard. Yes, yes. But again, it's it's one of those where he does it just so, just yeah. Oh, he just it's very it's, like it's one smooth motion. Yeah, he, he sweeps he, her legs, grabs her around the neck, and squeezes like an anaconda. Uh, the snake arrives and begins to chase Westridge, chasing him up the waterfall, as snakes do. Yeah, the 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 prissy uh, the prissy Englishman. Uh, can apparently climb rocks like the best of them. Yeah, he is a nature documentarian. Like, Even though he hates nature. Yeah, Whatever. well, nature is actively attempting to kill him at this point. And I guess the last time he was in nature, he had to peel a bunch of leeches off his scrotum, so yeah, yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> he has his reasons. <laughs> you know what? Westridge has a story that I... The movie does not divulge, yeah. and yeah. Like, I hesitate to say I want to know, but... I don't really want to know. Um, I do kind of want a prequel about John Voight. Like, oh, I want I just, like, more John Voight, please. Well, just him, like, being in the seminary and being like, this is not for me. I'm going to go fuck snakes for a living. And <laughs> jumping on a boat and then going down the Amazon. <laughs> there's, a, there's a rom-com in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Voight starts to rumble with Ice Cube and J-Lo once they realize something is amiss around and the punching sound effects they they're use. not great oh woof man it's bad foley oh it's it's, bad foley. it's wow yeah. westridge makes a jump from the top of the waterfall but the snake catches him like a yo-yo and yoinks him back up causing the tree that they're both in to crash over onto the boat. Which the uh, Ice Cube gives a throwaway line later is what dislodges the boat from the rock. Right, right. So, good good thing? Yeah, maybe. thank you, Snake. <laughs> thank you, Snake. It also wakes uh, um, Eric Stoltz up. Yes, it does. 
um, from his <laughs> amateur tracheomedy. <laughs> uh, the snake, like, toes Westridge away, but doesn't eat him because he's got a boo-boo on his head. Like, I don't... I Yeah, mm. snake, snake is just killing people at this point. I, the snake is a serial killer. This yeah. a, The movie told us as much at the beginning. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Ice Cube gets his leg caught on the rocks or something in the river and can't quite get out. Snake starts wrapping him up and is gonna snake him real hard. And then J-Lo just blows its brains out. Yeah. Just fucking marks that thing. Just hunting rifle right to the face. Quite a few shots. Goodbye, Snake. Yep. They Yay, they killed the snake. We I don't know what they we're gonna do with the rest of the runtime, but... Yeah, apparently it's just them leaving and getting uh, Eric Stoltz to a hospital. It's gotta be. The Not snake is dead. Uh, John Voight has John, been tranked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Voight gets tranked. From Stoltz. From Stoltz, yep. So, movie done. Yeah. That's a wrap. Uh, they come across an old boathouse slash mill. I think it was a mill. Yeah. That's that's what I got. It's, it's it. definitely a mill of some kind, but I thought it was like a boat repair place, too. I don't know. Maybe. Awful close to the, where this hidden tribe is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe it was theirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, really like right. milling stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they, they decide to go up there and see if there's any fuel left over. Um... Voight is still around and bashes Ice Cube in the head and ties J-Lo and Ice Cube up. That's right. Yeah, I guess I guess I should have seen this coming because when they they, they knocked Voight into the water after tranking him yeah. and then the dart comes free, which I guess means that he's not trank. I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how trank darts work, especially ones of that size. <laughs> so, ones the size of your arm. Um, but yeah, he uh, he knocks them out from behind. Ties them up. And splashes monkey blood all over him. Yeah, which I guess is the implication is that it will attract the anaconda. A new, an- <laughs> well, I guess an anaconda. It's going to attract it. Yeah. So, so now we are given information that that the anacondas hunt by heat, sight, and now smelling blood. Yeah, yeah. they use all five senses. <laughs> the most and the dangerous sixth sense. The perfect, the perfect killing machine. Yeah, yeah. These things could take over the world if we weren't. If they weren't stuck in the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> they determine, or uh, John Voight shows them, excuse me, that the, the powder on the floor of this mill is actually powdered bone. Mm. And I guess the implication of that is that the snakes squeeze people so hard it literally powders their bone. How the bones got out of their bodies and not in the snake, I don't, I don't know, know. But, you know, know. But there's a lot of it. Yeah, just powdered bone. All yep. right. uh, an even bigger snake attacks J-Lo and Ice Cube. Oh, shit. Ah, second snake. And John Voight captures all of them in a big net. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I was like, the entire time, I was just like, is he going to try to, like, lift the snake? Like, even I, with a winch, I don't think that's going to fly, my dude, but... Yeah, like... I don't know. There are... The problem with, with John Voight's stated objective in this movie, where he wants to capture one of these giant anaconda alive and sell it off, is that there's no way to get it on the boat. Yeah, I don't know what... He doesn't have that step of his plan Yeah, that's out, because that's so. not his actual plan. His plan is to fuck a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alright, that's the unstated plan. Yeah, they yeah. Just, they just, it's PG-13, they couldn't say it. They, they couldn't say, say, like, ah, I am John Boyce, and I am going to fuck this snake. <laughs> so instead it's like, no, I'm going to capture it. 
and sell it for a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and that's the price he always puts on it. It's a million dollars. It's a million dollar snake. Whatever. Uh, he shoots the snake with a tranquilizer dart, but it doesn't seem to do a whole lot other than piss the snake off. And the snake snakes him up real good. Oh, and then we get the we get the snake cam from inside the snake's throat. Oh, it's and, so gross. <laughs> oh, man. It doesn't look good, but it does look gross. It's just, I don't... Oh, it's nasty. Man. It's all pulsing and... I didn't like it. No, it was bad. It was I a bad didn't thing. like it. <laughs> so the snake tail whips Ice Cube in his ding-dong and uh, chases J-Lo into more snakes. Yeah. I guess the, the implication is that this mill has more become a nest yeah. for the anacondas. More, more baby anacondas. Yeah, even though they're not anacondas. There are other snakes. No, they're anacondas, Chris. Okay. The movie told us so. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, so the snake... Projectile vomits John Voight at J-Lo, and he gives her a wink before <laughs> melting to the floor. And there's our true... That's the money shot. That's the, that's the scene. The scene. The scene, yeah. If the... you remember anything from this movie, you remember it's this the snake scene. going, Hork! John Voight sliding into view, winking at J-Lo, and then collapsing to the floor. And, and giving his exit performance. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, John Voight. You served us well in this movie. <laughs> so well. Moment of silence for John Voight and all of his different faces. I'm going to play Taps here. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those songs that they play over like the... Uh, the, uh, the... <laughs> play Ava Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so J-Lo and Ice Cube are planning to make their escape. J-Lo decides to go up the smokestack because she has legs. And apparently Ice Cube does not have legs. Neither does a snake, so the the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the plan is sound. If you say so, man. Right? Uh, Ice Cube spills the boat fuel all over the place. Don't do that. You need that. And then pickaxes the snake to the floor. That's a good idea. It is, except for the fact that when he hits the snake, you can hear metal hit metal. So I guess they actually did puncture the animatronic there. <laughs> <laughs> because that is definitely a clank sound. <laughs> did not catch that. Yeah. <laughs> The plan is for J-Lo to go up the smokestack, the snake to chase her, uh, be unable to go all the way because it's pickaxe to the floor, and then they blow it up. Yeah, but J-Lo gets to the top, and there's like a grate with a hatch, and she apparently is so panicked she forgets how doors work. Well, you, you ever like rush into a store to have to go to the bathroom, and it's obviously a pull door, and you just keep pushing on, and you're really upset that it won't open? It's something like that. Some, it's gotta be. Yeah. I, like, again, I think the implication was meant to be that like it's rusted shut or something. I, I but was like, like a because lock Ice Cube, yeah, because Ice Cube says push on the hinges. Yeah. But then it cuts to a scene where she just just opens it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just opens it like normal. Oops. It's like, oh, that's right. It's a door. Yeah. <laughs> so J Lo leaps from the top of the smokestack as it explodes, and we get kind of a neat scene with the flaming snake. Oh, it is the coolest scene. Yeah, I like, love the fire. The flaming snake is badass. It looks really good. Um, it makes terrible noises. It screams um, so much. So much. Frank Welker is really putting in the uh, <laughs> the effort here. J-Lo and Ice Cube are headed for the boat, and whoops, the snake's not quite dead yet as it pops through the, the dock and starts screaming at them again. <laughs> it was on fire. I'd scream too. Yeah. And then... I don't uh, know what his excuse the rest of the movie is, but... <laughs> it's in preparation of being on fire. <laughs> he read the script. <laughs> he was prepared for he was, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Ice Cube asks it a question, and 
The question is, are you going to live with your head split in half? And the answer is no. Bravo, Chris. Yes. <laughs> they recover the remaining fuel. I don't know how it didn't explode with the rest of the fuel. Um, they reunite with Steven and set off. And the, uh, the last shot we get is of the uh, people of the mist coming to find out why a bunch of foreigners blew up their snake gods. Yeah, I'd get the hell out of there. If yeah, I they were. are not going to be happy with these three fuckers. <laughs> but then but we get the credits roll, right? We get the credits roll, and that's the movie. That's the, that's the happy ending movie. So we're going to jump into the crunch uh, yep, yep, again, yep. Uh, typical fashion. You chose the movie, so you were in charge yeah, of Yeah, I'm of this piloting one. this boat down the Amazon. But also in typical fashion with me and my uh, my control issues, I do have uh, some notes, but uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. go ahead and jump into that. Uh, uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, this one was kind of tricky to do because there's already straight up a giant constrictor snake in D&D. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what that problem is like. Yeah, this thing is... Like, this is actually just straight up in D&D. This guy's already here. Yep. So I uh, had to kind of kind of get a little different with it. Get creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, so yep. I have another giant constrictor snake. So I've got a question on the name. Yeah. His name is another giant constrictor snake. Done. <laughs> um, I have a, I have a, just a proposition. Yeah. Uh, Screamaconda. Okay. <laughs> wow, I didn't even need to sell it. Okay. Yeah. So now we got the Screamaconda, uh, excuse me, um, and I did essentially lift its stats straight from the Giant Constrictor Snake. Uh, the only thing I did is I took its dexterity a step up, just to make it a little bit faster. That's not going to affect a whole lot in this guy's stats, but it may work for saving throws and things like that. So I, you you have here, um, well, well, let's talk about its uh, its... You you the in the um I'm honestly not super familiar the uh, the giant mm-hmm. constrictor snake in the sta- uh, monster manual does yeah. it actually have a thirty foot swim speed it does wow that's a little surprising and so I just kept that the same I, like real quote unquote real anacondas do not move nearly as fast on land as they do right, in the water right. this guy does yeah like no, there's that... no real difference between him moving up that waterfall and swimming through the the. So. Right. No, that's fair. I figured a 30 foot, like, there's no mm-hmm. reason to change that. Yeah, and so you were talking about the dexterity. Yeah, uh, I just pumped up one step. Yep. That way he gets a little faster on initiative. And I on... would like to give, you You have a strength at a 19, uh, plus 4. That's Yeah, that's lifted right from the, the constrictor. So to, to A, help differentiate a little bit from uh-huh. the book, and B, because uh, John Voigt insists on multiple occasions how strong these snakes are. Yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable to increase that up to 20 at minimum. Really? Uh... I, I'm, okay. I'm also a little biased because I'm also sick of us creating monsters in the, like, 1 to 4 challenge rating range. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's, that is, that is my posit. I personally think it's okay where it is. Okay. Because he's not that much different from the actual, in terms of strength and stuff like that, he's not that much different from the as-written Giant Constrictor. All right, fair enough. Um, and that's already a very good strength rating. No, it is. It is. Don't get me wrong. But, okay. Fine. Yeah, I did give him a uh, skill in stealth. 
regular constrictor sneak does not have that. This guy's sneaky. No, I'm glad you did that. And also the the I, I guess the probably used. He has that plus two in perception, which makes sense because mm-hmm. the snake is apparently very, very yeah, perceptive. He can, yeah, he can sense with all five senses and so, smell all the colors of the wind. But I mean, if the, uh, I don't know, you, you, whatever, we'll, we'll continue on. Yep. See, where this guy really differs from the as-written constrictor snake is in his abilities. Yep. So the regular constrictor snake also has a blind sight of ten feet. Yep. All right, then. I have no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's no reason to change what's already there. That's fair. Like, that's why I really kind of went bonkers on his abilities. Because... Uh, which I'm glad you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you did. So his first ability is his ingest ability. <laughs> because we do see this stupid snake eat several people through the course of this movie. Yeah, as snakes tend to do. Yeah, yeah. And this is the ability as a DM that makes me very excited. You just, you have a vor thing when it comes to monsters. Alright, so I've said it before and I'll say it again. It does not matter if you are a DM and you have a monster that can swallow a character, you make it your ultimate goal to do that. It does not matter, I assure you. <laughs> I just think you have a vor thing. Which is fine, like you, raise your freak flag, chase your bliss, I don't care, man. I hope Penny knows. That's all I, like, that's all I can say. I hope your wife knows. <laughs> wedding, our, our wedding night, like, let me swallow you whole. It was the, <laughs> like, it was the, uh, the, the, uh, indicated, like, in the indicator there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, on your cake, you had, like, little figures of you and Ben. Like, did you just eat those? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> all right. I'm done now. For the record, this is fictitious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with Chris. I mean, you, you do you. I yeah, won't, yeah. We won't yuck your yum. No. I ain't Indivore, but I do want my monsters to swallow players. I'm sorry. I uh, just do. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. Yeah, whatever, man. I'll stop bragging you about it. I don't care. Um, but yeah, if Mr. Snake here uh, grapples a large or smaller creature, because he is also a large-sized creature, we did have a kind of a... Or he's huge. Excuse me, he's huge. We had kind of a debate over what size to make this guy... Because according to the size rules, like, if the snake stretched himself completely out, he'd be gargantuan. Yeah, but no. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, we can't do that. We just can't. I I, I really (laughs) want to. I would love to have a gargantuan snake. But if uh, Mr. Snake reduces, or grapples a larger, smaller creature and reduces it to zero hit points, he consumes the creature. Uh, The creature is stabilized, so it's not making death saves at this point. Uh, but it also may not gain hit points or make actions until removed from the snake. This is basically just a little bit of player leniency on this. That way they don't immediately have a dead player on their hands. Right, right. Because I don't like that. That's a bad feel. So, you know what? Hold hold on. Hold that thought. Give me one second. So I'm looking at the frog heath. Right. Who also swallows creatures. Yeah, yeah. The, The difference, the big difference here, is the frog hemoth, granted, I know it's a challenge rating 10, it's it's a little bit mm-hmm. more... You know what, maybe I should just look at the giant frog instead. Because I believe those can swallow as well. The giant frog can if it's small or smaller, I believe. So you can eat gnomes. Even though gnomes can be the size of dwarves, which is just uncomfortable. Okay, so you're right. The frog, the, the giant frog has the swallow ability. Yeah. Um... But it's a medium beast, so right. um, so I would I think that uh, to make it uh, to to simplify it and make this ability more fun because let's face it if if the snake is 
it's going to be a pretty rare time where this, the giant anaconda mm-hmm. is going to drop a character to zero HP. Right. Um, and if that happens, I don't know. Looking at it from a DM perspective, if you get a player character to zero HP, mm-hmm. uh, and you you don't, in, 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 speaking from personal experience, mm-hmm. I don't want to kill my character, mm-hmm. right, my players. Um, but you're just good at. <laughs> I, it, it it comes natural. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, so I like the idea of being able to use this cool ability only when they are on death's door is not a fun idea to me. Okay. What's more fun is eating them a lot. For I know, eat, but eating them alive. Now the the giant frog's ability swallow. It uh-huh. says the frog makes one bite attack, and this is an action, not an ability. The frog makes one bite attack against a smaller, smaller target because the, the frog right. is medium. So I would think that for a giant anaconda, could we could be medium or, or smaller. Um, but uh, makes one bite attack against a smaller, smaller target. It is grappling. If the attack hits, the target is swallowed and the grapple ends. Okay. The swallowed target is blinded and restrained. It has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the frog. And it takes uh, 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of it, the frog's turns. Okay. Uh, the frog can only have one target swallowed at a time. If the frog dies, a swallowed creature no longer is no longer restrained by it and can escape from the corpse using five feet of movement exi- exiting prone. That sounds just okay. like I think we should just straight up list that. Up. Yeah, pretty much copy that. Maybe okay. edit the damage a little bit. To make, um, since this is a, a bigger critter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the frog, the giant frog's challenge rating is one fourth. Right, right. So yeah, but I I think that it would make total sense to just okay. lift that and and put that into the uh, giant anaconda as opposed to this ingest ability. Okay. I'm thinking two d eight acid damage. Okay. It's kind of funny how this creature's name is based off of the noise it makes, and yet it has such a high stealth ability. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's found out, it starts screaming its head off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so carry on. So we've got its, okay. uh, we, we modified its ingestibility to the frog, the giant frog's swallow ability yep, yep, with yep. a little bit more damage, 2d8. All right. So with that difference in mind, um, regurgitate prey works slightly differently, but not enough to really worry about it. Um, if it's used its swallow ability within the past 24 hours, the snake can vomit up its prey. This is based entirely on the John Voight scene. Um, either alive or dead. All of the creatures able to see or hear this must make a DC 14 wisdom check or become frightened for one minute. A creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Yada, yada, yada. It's the same as the dragon's fearful presence. It just involves barfing up John Voight. Yep. And I have no notes on that one. I yeah. think that works just I, fine. I just like if you if your players are in a fight with this thing and they don't know what it's going to do, and all of a sudden it just it inhales one of their characters, mm-hmm. just whoop, sucks them up. Yeah, especially considering swallow now instead of ingest. Like right. Yeah, and they're like, oh crap, this he's got our fighter just inside of him. Yeah. That's not a good thing. We need to get that fighter out of him. So they start attacking the snake, and the snake is like, oh no, this is bad, and it just goes. Hork and spits up the fighter, covered in digestive juices and like in a lot of pain, and then just scoots off while yep. everyone's afraid of it. While the while the fighter winks at the party. Yeah, yeah, and then falls <laughs> to the floor. No, absolutely. I think that that the regurgitate prey is a very good touch. I applaud you on that for sure. Yeah, That's, I, I love that so much. That is like, a nice touch. I have to be one hundred percent awesome. I you are one hundred percent awesome, awesome Chris. honest. Excuse me. <laughs> 
And um, I was really struggling about which movie to pick for this week. And then I was like, well, let's go backwards. Let's find a creature that have a cool ability to replicate in-game. And then I was like, well, what about vomiting up John Fox? <laughs> I know exactly how I would do that. Okay, we'll do Anaconda. <laughs> and there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's how, and, and you know what? It works. Because that, that is a very fun yeah, ability. Yeah. It's a simple one, uh, but it works. It, it makes sense. It ties into the movie just fine. Yep. Um, I originally had a note that maybe we give this thing a tail attack, but now that we've made the uh, yeah, swallow I, attack, I, it, that's that seems unnecessary. So, uh, so as far as its attacks, um, or its actions, we've they got the swallow. They are the same as the giant constrictor snakes. Yeah, bite, change them. bite and constrict. Yep. Um, uh, obviously modified with, I, mean, I guess it does the same. Does it do the same amount of damage as the giant constrictor snake? Yeah, it does. Okay. Because I didn't change its uh, strength at all. Fair. Just its decks, and neither of these are based off the decks. That's fair. So... And then, uh, so yeah, uh, there you have it. Uh, you got your Screamaconda. Yep. It's a giant constrictor snake, vanilla giant constrictor snake with a little bit more, uh, yeah. a little bit more John Voight involved. A, uh, like in Magic the Gathering, when they're creating cards, a vanilla creature is just a creature that has no abilities. It's like a 2-2 creature for, for two or three. That's a vanilla right. creature. Right. A French vanilla creature is a vanilla creature with just a stack of, like a static ability steeple to it. Okay. It's like if a creature has fear or flying or something like that. This is a French vanilla constrictor snake. Damn, that's a good name too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there we go. So that, um, uh, I think that does it for the crunch this time. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty simple, pretty quick. So which we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah, let's... First of all, uh, this was my pick this week, so you're up next week. Right. Um, what is your pick? Well, I originally wanted to do... Uh, Another one of my absolute favorite creature movies, and a more recent one, which is Life, with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I really was excited to do that, and I was thinking about what we could do with the monster and everything. Um, but I, last minute, I kind of decided that I didn't want to do that. Instead, I wanted to go a completely different route. So, so far, we've, we've done movies that we've both either watched... Uh, or, or have at least, some familiar. Yeah, or or in the case of, of uh, Sweetheart, at least one of us has watched mm-hmm. and, and knows. Uh, I wanted to pick a movie that neither of us have watched. Yeah. Um, and then also, so far, all of these movies have been uh, with a serious tone, serious mm-hmm. idea. Like, I mean, our more recent two have been uh, not as, <laughs> obviously, unintentionally humorous to a degree. Yeah. I'd say even The Blob can get in that category. Right. But, but I mean, they, they all fit in the same... Genre. They all fit in the same idea. So I thought, well, let's pick one that is intentionally funny. And there is one movie that falls under these criteria, and that is Love and Monsters, which I have heard is a fantastic movie. I've heard good things about it. I know nothing about it. All I know is that it is a good movie, Mm -hmm. it is a comedy, and there be monsters in it. Yeah. Uh, My wife's watched it. She's enjoyed it. So that's what we're going to be doing next week is Love and Monsters. So I'll look forward to that. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, do we have anything else before uh, closing up? I don't think we've got any new news. Um, we still got the Patreon going. Uh, right now, I think we just got the $5 level. And if you subscribe to that, you'll get our creature kibbles, watch our little... Critter. Critter kibbles. Critter kibbles. Critter kibbles. Yep. Watch our little bonus episodes uh, where we stat out something that isn't in the main episode that still relates to the movie. Right, yeah. So for Alien, we did the face hugger and the mm-hmm. Android. For Sweetheart, we gave our uh, our beach hunter layer actions. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't recorded the blob yet, but uh, we're, we're going to pick something out. I've got some fun, something fun. Yeah, I've got a fun idea for this one. So 
Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, consider supporting us there. We really yep, yep, appreciate yep. the help. Um, um, if you can't donate money right now, that's totally understandable. It's a hectic time for literally everyone on the planet. Um, if you just want to give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five star, give us a, a nice guess, little review, tell us that we're cool. Yeah, it's it's Apple Podcasts too, by the Whatever way. Whatever the I hell it is. I don't know. I, I'm so unfamiliar with Apple yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know Apple products. The last time I had to deal with Apple products was when I was working at AT&T and the iPhone had just come out. So, so <laughs> uh, that's been a while. <laughs> right. So, but, but yeah, I mean, give us a rating, give us a review, uh, give us some more visibility if you enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even tell just to help stoke our egos. Yeah, tell a friend, uh, tell an enemy, tell a frenemy, tell your dog, tell your cat, tell your mom, tell your, I don't know, anyone. Just tell people off the street that, hey, there's a podcast where... Yeah, don don a newsboy, like a newsboy uh, yeah, yeah. cap. X Street, uh, X Street, there are creatures. Yeah, grab a grab a soapbox, hit the soap. streets, um, just, yeah. start, just start shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out our Patreon, like Chris was just saying. Uh, we are on uh, on Patreon, Creature Crunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, uh, Creature Crunch. We kind of lucked out, and then we picked a podcast name that literally nobody had used for anything other than like a really obscure computer game back in the early nineties. It's great. Yeah, it's it's yeah, really you good. Did, you, did, you did good, Chris. You did I, good. I a good one. So, uh, and then you can also reach out to us uh, via email. Uh, we are Creature Crunch Podcast at gmail uh, feel free to, to to shout out even if you want to like suggest a movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all ears, um, and especially if you use any of these stat blocks, if you yeah, if you play if you around end with up them, running one of these in a campaign, please tell us how that came out and if your players enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we would love, love, love to hear your stories uh-huh. on that regard. And uh, something that I did more recently come up with was uh, we are purposefully avoiding describing these creatures beyond the stat block we like and beyond I, what like we see in the movie yeah like, describing i mean them in, in the framework of the movie right right and that that is very much intentional um that way dms if you're using these creatures they can look like whatever you need them to look like if you want to put the xenomorph from alien mm-hmm. or in this if you want to put an ana- giant anaconda in your mm-hmm. in your you know, from an, from the movie Anaconda yeah. in your campaign, by all means. But if you want it to be some sort of other creature or or yeah. something similar that has the the same abilities and same stats, but then by all means, yeah, yeah. Um, this move, these creatures are there to to fit your needs. And heck, if you run one of these and for whatever reason it doesn't work like you want it to, tell us so that we know that that's not something that works. Yeah, yeah. We knew, we have no idea. Like, frankly, we're. We're shooting in the dark here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't even run any of these guys yet. So uh, hopefully that'll change. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, finally, um, if you want to follow us individually, uh, you can. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the library C. That's C-E-E. And uh, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Danny underscore Hamsteak. So uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Why do you-